0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership and now on with the show we 're back your auto experts uh, entertainers uh, occasionally buffoons but uh, <laughs> but we <laughs> but we, uh, we try hard, and I think we have even if you don't enjoy the show We have a heck of a time And we really enjoy it it's, uh, it's a lot of fun doing this We've been doing it for a lot of years And every show is different There's something about uh, live I started to say radio Live Facebook, live Twitter, live YouTube uh, You know, we're out there with uh, I guess there's a, a little uh, you know, delay 20 seconds, something like that But if you are really making an ass out of yourself uh, you'll know about it. <laughs> so so here we are, and uh, we love it. I hope you love it, too. If you're new, uh, stay tuned for a little while. Uh, you might think uh, it's not applicable to you. Maybe you don't want to buy a car. Uh, but uh, we, lo- we we talk about a lot more things than buying cars at Earl on Cars. And um, most people have cars. If you don't have a car, you know somebody that has a car. And... Uh, we got a guy in the audience here, i mean, the audience, we got a guy in the studio. You're in the audience, I'm in the studio. Okay, I got that right. Rick Kearney. Rick Kearney is a certified diagnostic master technician. And uh, if you know somebody with a problem with his car, her car, uh, give Rick a call. And by the way, I got to correct something in the introduction. Josh Stewart is uh, subbing for my son, Stu Stewart. Stu Stewart, is. this is his third week out if he doesn't get back next week, I might have to fire him. It's only been three
1: weeks? Yeah.
0: My God. You you didn't sign up for this. Josh is (laughs) subbing for him, and and they're both active uh, uh, managers in my dealership. And um, there's my transparency and full disclosure. Yes, I am a car dealer. Yes. kind of like admitting you're a politician or a lawyer. Yes, I am a car dealer. And, uh, And yet... Uh, there's no conflict, I mean, I just, I'm a recovering car dealer. Where's my book? Where's my book? Here it is right here. I'll hold it up. Facebook, Twitter, streaming. You'll see it. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And uh, that book uh, pretty much says it all about why I do what I do and why I'm a consumer advocate and a car dealer at the same time. I mean, I got religion about uh, how many years ago, Josh? 15, 20, uh, 20? Yeah,
1: almost 20 years ago.
0: 20 years ago. I used to do things the way all the car dealers did them, hmm. and uh, there was a movie a million years ago with Tony Curtis about a uh, jewel thief that came over to the other side, went to work for the FBI or the police, and uh, he was quite, he was a, an advisor, so I'm kind of like a I'm like a jewel thief that got caught, served his time, and now I'm out, and I'm working for the other side. I'm working for you. I'm working for consumers because there's not much more. Frightening, disturbing, aggravating, difficult than buying or leasing a car or maintaining or repairing your car because there's a lot of tricks out there. You know, horse trading, there's a reason they use the word horse trading. Uh, 200 years ago or more, if you bought a horse, you haggled and you hassled. <laughs> I mean, everybody haggled and you hassled. Uh, horse thieves got hung back then, which was maybe we should uh, enforce our laws they didn't have a lot of horses stolen sounds the like Wild a good West. idea to right. me <laughs> so if you want to buy a horse it was a game right I mean you know uh, I want uh, uh, if you'll give me your ranch I'll sell you my horse that's too much uh, okay. throw in the
1: saddle I'll take it yeah, today exactly right
2: that's take my you, wife yeah
0: please <laughs> <laughs> Henny Youngman oh we digressing here anyway um,
2: Henny Youngman here we go <laughs> it's, it's,
0: uh, car buying is a unique experience nothing else Equals car buying and the games They have to play, so we're here to make that Easier, and when I started to say Josh is sitting in for my son Stu, and he's been in the Trenches, he sees what Goes on every day, so We got got everything covered, we got the technical Thing covered here with, with Rick Kearney And we've got the real life How do you buy a car, what happens Today with Josh Stewart And then we have An entirely unique thing Covered, And it's females and it's ladies buying cars. And uh, I, don't have to, uh, I don't have to talk about the hashtag me too. I mean, just ask Governor Cuomo, soon to be uh, former Governor Cuomo, oh about that. And uh, the times there are changing and, and the women have stepped up to the plate and said, look, no more. And uh, I want to be treated at least equally. And I want to be able to uh, be given a fair shake when I walk in to buy a car. And that's why Nancy Stewart, my co-host, uh, founded the show with me 20 years ago. Um, she, um, she's here to advocate for the ladies and she's done a fine job. And we're, we're at the point now in the show where more, about half the people that call are women. Sometimes we have more than half and sometimes we don't but I mean on the average we do pretty well and we didn't used to I mean I can remember the first two or three years of the show it was the old boys club nothing but guys calling and it was kind of like a guy terrain you know uh, you walk into a current dealership 20 years ago and uh, the first thing if you're a woman they would say is where's your husband you know or if, if there became a discussion that wasn't uh, seem to be getting anywhere. For the salesman selling his car it says, "Why don't you go home and get your husband? Come back in here, and I'll give you a serious price." Ain't going to happen. Dot com, and it won't happen today. And Nancy Stewart is uh, here to see that doesn't happen. So we'll start uh, with turning the microphone over to Nancy, and she'll tell you about a special deal. You know, old listeners, bear with us. You know about it. Your new listeners, a special deal if you're a lady if you call the show for the first time.
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are right here live, and uh, we all want to thank you for joining us and uh, being part of the show because you are an important part of the show. And as Earl said, uh, we extend a special treat to the ladies, and uh, we have the best free advice for women. And uh, do you want to know what the secret is? (laughs) Surprise, it's the same advice that we give men. Yes, ladies just want to be treated with respect and the same as men and this uh, crazy auto industry. So this morning we have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Yes, $50 for the first two new lady callers. So give us a call at 877-960-9960 and uh, we'll be right here for you to answer any of your questions we want to empower support and connect to women help us 877 do you have your
0: little card with all the numbers on it? Uh, i don't either anybody got the card yeah. i
2: can give you um one also, that i uh, travel with
0: yeah oh there we go
2: i i do have a uh, this backdrop it looks like you're in the uh, front yard that's really nice jonathan very pretty
0: these are our cheat sheets we've been giving these numbers out for 20 years but we don't remember them so
2: uh i don't have we have
0: to keep giving these out and that number that nancy just gave you is one that she did have committed to memory but we got a a bunch of other ways don't we
2: and you can also text us at 772-497-6530 uh we also have uh your anonymous feedback that's uh, youranonymousfeedback.com, and you can take advantage of that. And uh, back uh, to the uh, ladies, I'll tell you what, we are a power force, power force, power force? Well, anyway, um, so I think that might have been a double. I'm <laughs> rambling. <laughs> I've been up since one i I'm ready to go. Yay, yeah, yay. yay. <laughs> it's happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ladies, seriously, uh, you're a big part of the show, and we want to uh, pump up the numbers. Uh, I'd like to see it 50-50. That'd be real nice. It's almost there. But until then, let's build this platform. 877 9960 Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Yeah, and uh, YouTube is big. Uh, Facebook is big. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. com is the, uh, that's the home base. And if you go there on your smartphone or your PC, uh, go to EarlOnCars.com, and we got everything, how to contact us, all the different venues, archives, all the radio shows are archived at EarlOnCars.com. You can listen to Mystery Shopping Reports at You can find out... The dealers that we recommend and the dealers that we don't recommend if you're out shopping for cars at EarlOnCars.com. And you get all these numbers, the ones that Nancy just gave you, YourAnonymousFeedback.com. Highly popular, and we're already piling up some of those now. I was just checking my iPhone uh, when I came into the show. We already got a bunch of uh, YourAnonymousFeedback.com. And there's a regular text number, 772 Four nine seven six five three zero. one thing that uh, that we're passionate about is you see this hat I'm wearing Earl's Vigilantes and uh, you get a free hat if you join up and at EarlOnCars.com you can sign up to be a vigilante. A vigilante for Earl on Cars is someone that has some car knowledge that they are PC savvy, cyber savvy that they could go online and buy stuff I mean, if you're good on Amazon, you're a candidate for Earl's Ventilantes. So many people, seniors, my age, Nancy's age, that are not cyber savvy. They are really good. You know, they still want to go into the store. They still want to touch it, feel it, smell it, drive it. They don't realize that online you can go through and buy about anything. And uh, when you do that, you have an edge. You have a leg up. It's a little bit easier. To get a fair price, an honest price, when you go online. So consider joining Earl's Vigilantes. Get a free hat, and when you do, we need, we need geographic locations all over. We've got quite a few in Florida, but if you're in Indiana, if you're in um, um, you know if you're in Bali, if you're anywhere in the world that uh, you'd like to be our representative. If you if you have the qualifications, you send us the contact information. Then you go on EarlonCars.com, and you can find the vigilante in your area, or you can volunteer.
2: Wow! Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, so many different ways for all of you to volunteer. Uh, but while I'm thinking about it right now, uh, I believe if Earl has time, he's going to mention his, uh, well, shopping experience uh, that he had with his Tesla. I, yeah. I think it's uh, worthy of mentioning. And uh, let's see. Also, recently this past week, uh, Ernie Garcia was a guest on CNBC, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very interesting if you don't know who Ernie is he's He's the CEO CEO of Carvana and um, they certainly have a different way of doing business I was reading into that it was a interesting read also um, uh, where was I going with this Uh, so it's uh, Carvana and uh, the uh, interview uh, that, that took place this past week on CNBC with Becky yeah, Becky we'll, Quick. Is we'll get to that,
1: but let's get to the
0: text. What do you say?
2: Uh, I think that uh, we should uh, mention our.
1: I actually have a, a text on that topic of Carvana. Seems to be the topic of the oh. minute.
2: Oh, great! That'll be uh, that'll be a gr- grateful
0: entree into what Nancy wants to tell you about Carvana.
1: Great. So the text here asks, How does a company like Carvana stay in business so long before finally making a profit? I just don't get it. I, I read somewhere they just recently I guess had their first, you know, net profit for a quarter. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, a good that's question. What they're how does well a company that's a perfect a segue. A perfect mm, segue. Perfect. Let me
0: let me answer the first part about how they stay in business so long without making a profit, then Nancy will talk about something she saw on C N B C the other day about Carvana. Uh, The way Carvana is able to do what they do and spend money like a drunken sailor (laughs) uh, and not make any money, that's a a pretty good trick they've been doing it for a couple of years. It's called IPO and uh, it's a new stock offering and recently with the stock market just going crazy. I mean, if you're in the stock market, your 401k, uh, you have gained a lot of wealth in the past year. In fact, in the past two or three years, the stock market is almost out of control in a good way. So Carvana went public, and a lot of people bought their stock um, on faith. It sounded like a good idea, and they think it's good good marketing. And uh, people bought the stock, and suddenly they had billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars. And they hadn't even been in business yet, and they hadn't made any money. And they're spending it. And uh, they're spending it in very interesting ways. Nancy uh, will, will tell you about 48 silos of garages, not 48, about 15, For 40, 40, 20. 20 yeah. No, anyway, there is
2: 48. Okay, there that are 48. The number. And they
0: spent uh, millions and millions of dollars on these as a marketing tool. And, uh, and that's how they able to survive. Now, a little anecdote that Nancy will share with you about uh, the CEO
2: of Carmina. yeah uh that is uh ernie garcia and his son and this all came about uh through a uh, friendship uh there is uh three three guys who decided yeah. to put this t- together but moving right along uh the uh, car vending machines are all over the 48 states yeah. there's one in florida uh texas oklahoma they're they're all over the place but um, you know, you they get your attention because what no. they say is that you're going to pay $1,400 oh. less than the traditional yeah. uh, used car lot. No. There's no fees and there's no pressure and there's no this. But I'm going to lead into a interview just yeah. recently yeah. with uh, becky quick who is a co-host on cnbc box, with, box yeah. Uh, yeah with squawk box and uh, she was interviewing ernie at the end of this interview she said to ernie it was a, a coincidental she was out shopping for a used car jeep yeah well, well uh, it ended up that she said to ernie on the air with gazillion a number of people listening I didn't buy my car, my jeep, from you. She says I went somewhere else. She says because I bought that jeep at a much lower price. Yeah, and the funny
0: thing is, they had a great opportunity because uh, uh, Becky had gone to a car dealer to buy the jeep, and the price was too high, and the treatment was terrible. And she says I'm going to go to Carvana because she'd been seeing the commercials, uh, like everybody else. So she went online to Carvana, and in the meanwhile, she's live on the air with. Ernie Garcia, (laughs) and she says, your price was way too high. uh, Much higher than I want to pay, and uh, I went to another car dealer, and I got a much lower price. And then she said, Ernie, why was your price so high? I mean, I can't believe she said that. It was really, (laughs) but it's her. She's a, if you don't know Becky Quick and you go to Squawk Box in the morning on CNBC, uh, she's really amazing. And uh, Ernie just kind of did a ha ma ha and uh, he said, well, uh, maybe you'll give us another chance. And, uh, and uh, we kind of, he really didn't have right. an answer. Yeah. Which uh, the, thing I, the thing, what he should have said. Mm, that people there you would, go. What, what he should have said that people would have respected is you have to understand that no one car seller can always have the lowest price. And we try to have the best price, and we usually do, uh, but sometimes we don't. So you did exactly the right thing, Becky, and you went out and shopped your price with somebody else. You went in one place that was too high, you came to my carvana and it was too high, and you went to a third car dealership and you got a good price. You're an educated consumer, congratulations, and maybe next time you'll give me another chance. See, that would have been a nice answer. Uh, it wasn't a mistake, it's just a fact of life. And it's a message to all you car buyers and listeners to this show, always get at least three prices on the car you want to buy
2: yeah that would have been a great comeback for it him would have been, yeah. and he was sort of caught off guard yeah. i i was a little surprised that he was so surprised because it seems like as if that he's pretty uh, seasoned
0: uh, well they usually don't get answered quite uh, quite asked questions like that and becky really caught him off guard which mm-hmm, exactly I applaud, I applaud her for that
2: Yeah. It was uh, interesting. Um, We're going to have to go to the phones. John has been uh, on hold for a while. I apologize, John. Good morning. John's calling us from Palm City.
3: Good morning. I want to mention a woman that Nancy would be very proud of. Her name is Sarah Williams. She's 41 years old. She's a physician in Manhattan, New York City. She owns a Tesla Model 3. She drives from her residence in Manhattan to the Bronx. All of a sudden, her air conditioning stopped working. She bought it into the Tesla distributorship, Paramus, New Jersey, and found out, first of all, they opened up the glove compartment and found a dead rat in the glove compartment. Uh, Her wires were eaten up by a rodent, huh? probably by this rat, <laughs> and the cost is over $5,000. car was two months in the shop, uh, wires eaten, uh, also other models of t- not only that brand, but a Tesla that uh, the, the soybean coated wires, uh, uh, in order to save energy, petroleum, they're made of this soy, and the rodents are reading into it. But here's the worst part about it. Tesla absolutely refused under warranty to cover this cost of repair, which was over $5,000. They stated, uh, result of nature, not a, anything to do with their warranty. Mm-hmm. So it's not only a, a problem with this brand of car, Honda You know, it's Hondas and Hondas, and also some of the uh, uh, radiator hoses are made of the same material. So that's a problem also. And um, I don't know what's going to be done to reconcile this, because even brake cables have been affected.
0: Well, no, so I thought I'd mention... Uh-
3: I the bet Braver you
0: did not know about Williams that. He would change his mind. up. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Rick Kearney uh, has a, a comment on that, because there is a way for auto manufacturers to solve that problem in there.
4: Honda actually came out with this. It's a special tape that you wrap around the wires that is impregnated with capsaicin, uh, pepper sauce. And mm. unless you get a rat that really has that discerning taste it'll usually chase them away. Mm, yeah. um, the other way is, <clears throat> my recommendation is mothballs. Put a couple of mothballs around under the hood of your car in places where they're not going to fall out mm-hmm. to endanger the environment and it will keep the rats and mice away from the underhood of your car which is where they like to get when it's nice and dry and warm and cozy Wants in there. Won't you be there.
0: able to smell that in the car when you're driving? Nah.
4: The odor stays under the hood. Mm-hmm. You won't get it inside the car. You may get a tiny whiff here and there, mm-hmm. but it's a whole lot better than the huge money can cost from rats chewing up the wiring. Mm-hmm. And generally, that's covered by your insurance under your comprehensive insurance. Oh.
0: Hey, that's right. I, agree. I forgot about that. So, John, maybe that would be something that Dr. Williams could pursue, would be uh, checking with her insurance company.
4: Uh, same same thing as if you got flooded if your car got yeah. flooded yeah it's covered by your insurance comprehensive mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah that's an unfortunate but situation you hear more stories like that
3: speaking out uh, I'm very proud of uh and it wasn't publicized much I think that Tesla has their way of uh, keeping it quiet but this is an actual fact mm-hmm. so um, beware and I would just wish they would change the content of the wires because that's to do with you know the reason for the road and let me tell you something i lived over 45 years in new york city the rats are in every borough they're on an increase <laughs> mm-hmm. and the mayor of new york is absolutely doing nothing about it mm-hmm. there's an 85 percent increase in complaints about rats and it makes no difference which borough you live in
0: governor's the, the rats are out there governor's all oh, the governor i was thinking about the mayor yeah, yeah he's got other things on his plate right now <laughs> right. <laughs> No, this is the mayor himself hey, to get the ladies. complaints.
3: I, I was not aware of one uh, code that you call on a phone, and it's my daughter lives in Manhattan, so she could tell you firsthand it's terrible.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned soy being a ingredient in the mm-hmm. wire insulation. I was not aware of that.
4: Right, it's uh, the plastic on the wiring insulation. You know, normally was made from petroleum product. Mm-hmm. So in order to try to get to a more ecologically friendly. They started using uh, oil-based from soy products, because ah. uh, soybean 100 is an incredible plant. So, Whether
0: well, it was also rat-friendly, uh,
4: unfortunately, ecologically
0: they, and rats. Yeah, it's better
1: than the original cheddar cheese <laughs> installation. <laughs> <you go>. though. <laughs> oh, we'll soybeans are pack. incredible. Hey, hey. Hey, hey.
2: So the uh, <coughs> the rats love the soy, yep. which is like the glue. Uh, well, I like thank
0: that. you, John. That was uh, you know always an interesting <laughs> topic. I like appreciate Ed your call as always if you can
3: don't (laughs) park your car outside too if you live in rural mont county like i do it could be a problem because we
2: have everything out here hey, are you're, uh, John, you're talking about a problem? Let me tell you what. Come on over to our house. We had a huge problem. This is
3: going to be
0: worse than bagels. Let's get off the... Uh, <laughs> we the had a rats. huge
2: problem. We yeah. had more rats in our house than yeah. Manhattan yeah. had in a, in, in a week. Okay.
0: It's time for the Mr. Shopping <laughs> Report. <No wonder. laughs>
3: what time is it? Though? I I'm oh, boy. out there. Please. Time for me to have a drink. <laughs> Kudos to Sarah Williams for reporting this. Yes, that was
0: great. Absolutely. We just had a power surge there. (laughs) Okay, John, Uh, thanks again. You're a great caller. Always something extremely interesting.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, John. You're always on top of this stuff. Uh, At any rate, I have a weather report. Is anybody here?
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. We are, we've had a lightning strike nearby, and Josh cameras has been are
2: frozen
4: on the screen. Uh, we don't I'm not know sure, for, what he's, for you're, broadcasting. you been like uh, this
2: for, like, are we on the five minutes.
4: Is there any way to tell if we're still on the air? Uh, <laughs> we're still up on YouTube. On no, YouTube? I can oh. tell that. Off, yes. We just rebooted everything, so
0: we're off. One okay, it was just a reboot oh. situation.
2: I have a breaking weather report that just popped up on my telephone. Yeah, okay, let's
0: let's but get we let's we better, go ahead and pretend like everything's okay, and we'll hear another text. we got
2: to head to our safe room. <laughs>
1: And we're going to end at 10 o'clock no matter what. That's exactly right. <laughs> that. We're doing the
2: show just for ourselves.
1: Okay, I got a, another anonymous feedback here. Um, I heard Biden wants half of all cars sold in the U.S. by 2030 to be electric. Can he really do that?
0: He can wish it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and it may happen, but he can make it. He can make it happen. It's called a uh, free enterprise system and uh, supply and demand. And you've got to have the demand before you can make the supply.
1: So is he... Um, uh, is it just going to be in the form of like new fuel uh, standards?
0: Yeah, what they will do is probably if he can get it through the, uh, the House and the Senate, uh, and like we did with the uh, with the gas mileage uh, rules, they will tell the manufacturers that if you have X number of electrical vehicles in your fleet, uh, you're okay. If you don't have X percentage, 50 percent, mm-hmm. or whatever then for every combustion engine vehicle you build, you'll have to pay a fine of X dollars. And uh, the fines are pretty stiff and they worked on the CAFE, they call them the CAFE requirements for gas mileage. And uh, if a manufacturer doesn't have enough low gas mileage cars, he has to pay a ton for the guzzlers. So when you build a a truck today that doesn't conform with the gas mileage, then you have to pay like a $5,000 penalty for every one you build.
1: So if you build a new truck, you got to build an electric
0: vehicle to balance that out. It's a balance, yeah, exactly. And then if you build a whole bunch of really good gas models, and now we're talking all electric, you get credits. And then you can sell the credits to the people that build the non-electric cars. Kind of a game.
1: Yeah.
0: Juggling game. And uh, everybody's uh, jumping on Tesla now, like we did earlier, because Tesla is making a lot of money because they're building a whole bunch of really, really good gas mileage cars because they don't use any gas Mm -hmm. and they get a ton of these credits and they sell them to the General Motors and the Chryslers that don't build the cars and uh, that's how they're making all their money now. Tesla wouldn't make any money if they weren't able to sell their carbon credits they call them.
1: So they're doing all this good for the environment, and then they sell the right to pull to another company. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. Very
2: fascinating. And there was an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal uh, about these charging stations, and uh, what what they did is that the Wall Street Journal sent out uh, a lot of their employees all over the country just to see if they could get their tesla yeah Yeah, and see how many there were and you know i didn't know this but i believe it's 80 percent of tesla owners they charge their cars at home 80 percent
0: well it's not a problem if you have a tesla i think what the wall street journal article had to do with electric cars in general and if you don't have a tesla you got a problem finding a charger sometimes if you have a tesla from what we know people we know and you're a lot of tesla owners are listening, uh, when you travel around, it's almost impossible not to find yeah. a Tesla l- charger l- really quickly. But you have he, to have a Tesla to charge it there.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Stu did a pretty good job in finding when he was on the road recently. Yeah, I think the
1: Tesla char- has a built-in like charging station finder yeah. paired with their navigation system. And when, you're, yeah.
0: when your charge runs low on a Tesla, it speaks to you and says, Stu, uh, <laughs> the nearest <laughs> charger is two miles on the right at the Sunoco station. And yeah. uh, it's really cool. They
1: make it yeah. idiot-proof. Yeah, no offense, to
2: jo- jo- <laughs> Josh, Josh, uh, is Tesla the only one that has that? Uh, that, app? I, that app? I
1: doubt they are. I'm sure that sort of functionality is built in because I know there are um, charging station finding apps um, that you don't have to be a Tesla owner to to, yeah. to download.
0: Yeah. Interesting. They're not current. The last time I checked, they're they they do not keep on top of it like. Oh,
2: Tesla. there's no guarantee. Yeah. Three yeah. years ago, there was a charging yeah. station. In yeah. yeah. the the, the <laughs> in this, uh, you know, in this. Uh, t- tests that they did to wall street journal Mm -hmm. um okay this is important uh what happened was that they had problems in michigan because it was so cold uh that the charging stations didn't work so there's a lot of ups and downs with the uh, charging stations that they're fine tuning we're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to marty who's a regular caller good morning marty how are you we're well thank you nice to hear from you
5: you that you're uh, YouTube channel went off on my computer, so I don't know if it was just me or something. There's a lot of thunder going on now. Yeah, we hear
4: it here too. We're we're trying to reboot on YouTube, but working on it. Okay,
5: the other thing I wanted to ask Earl and maybe Josh can give me the answer too. Of every car I've ever bought, and I bought a lot of them in the last uh, several years, uh, I never would buy on the internet. First of all, I've never gone into a dealership and got the final price the first time. So that's number one. Number two, how do you test drive a car that you bought on the Internet, even new one or used? And when I see these ads on TV like Carvana or, or, or Vroom where they, where they bring the car to you and drop it off at your house, I don't know how you would would even test drive a car like that, and they drop it off. And also, how do they work the financing and everything else? And to me, I mean, I don't mind going into a car dealership. So I can go, like when I buy a Camry, I'll go to the four dealerships here in Palm Beach County, well, three in Palm Beach County and Al Hendrickson. So usually, I don't mind this.
0: But uh, I know a lot of people don't like it. Well, Marty, uh, you're you're a seasoned negotiator, and there are um, not a lot of people like you, but there are some. And uh, people like you that are on top of things and are good, you know, lawyers are good negotiators. If you're really good, you can go and do combat face-to-face, head-to-head with any car dealer and usually get a pretty good price. But you're like maybe 1%, 5% tops of the whole population. Uh, There was a time when getting a price online was virtually impossible. Today, it's not so and uh, you can go to virtually an unlimited number of car dealerships online. What you do is this, you make it clear in your email and you use a a, a pseudonym email so they can't contact you on your real email to drive you crazy. And You never give them your phone number and you say this is real simple. I'm going to shop five Chevrolet dealerships. I'm going to buy a Chevrolet Corvette. And uh, you won't know who I am, and you won't know uh, what other prices I have. And I'm going to get the -the out-the-door price from you online. And if I don't get a price at all, you have no possibility of selling me a Corvette. If you give me a price that's too high, you won't sell me a Corvette. If you give me the lowest price, you will positively sell me a Corvette. So the choice is yours. Um, you can take a chance and you will have a, a small chance that I'll buy a car from you, or you can ignore me and you have zero chance or give me a higher price and you have zero chance. You would be surprised that if you do if you do it with enough Chevrolet dealers and you start close to home, uh, maybe three, and then you branch out to maybe five and maybe ten, maybe twelve. Uh, I ask you this, Marty, if you could save $5,000 on a Corvette, would you drive to Tampa to pick it up? And that's the way you do it today, and it works. But with you, you just go into the local Chevrolet dealer, Schumacher, and do head-to-head combat with a salesman. Take a while, they give up, throw up their hands, and you probably win the game, and you buy the Corvette at a really good price. But you're unique. Most people don't have your talent.
5: Yeah. Well, I, I happen to, I don't know if this is crazy, but I happen to enjoy it.
0: I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. You're a sick man, Marty. <laughs> you
5: know, most, most people that, that, I, that know me say they hate to buy a car. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't, but I'll just tell you, my last car I bought... And I'm not going to tell you how to go but I went through all this rigmarole, mm-hmm. and the dealership that I finally bought it from took $6,800 off a of Camry. Now, usually, you don't get $6,800 off a of Camry.
0: Al Hendrickson.
5: Hmm. Correct.
0: <laughs> you know, he's the second Correct. largest. He's the second largest Toyota dealership in the world, and soon to be number one. And uh, if this is interesting. I'll share a little. Uh, I hope it's not too personal, but uh, Al Hendrickson promised his mother that he would be the number one toilet dealership in the USA, and uh, well. I I can't name my source on that, but and uh, you got to have got to hand it to him, he is really doing everything he can to do that. So well on his way. Yeah. yeah. If you if you're a super negotiator, and uh, and and you've got your bulletproof vest on and you love to, to negotiate. You go down to Al, and you can buy a Toyota, really, really cheap. But if there's a little flaw in your armor, you're going to get screwed, and you will pay. Because <laughs> man, when, man, he, sells, when he sells, when he sells Marty, when he sells Marty, a, a Toyota for cost or maybe even below cost, he's got to take Charlie or Susie, who is not a seasoned negotiator, and he'll make a four thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollar profit. On the unsuspecting, unsophisticated car buyer, and that's the way he does what he does. And more power to him. He's winning the game. He's uh, stretching the rules, bending the rules, but he's winning the winning the game.
5: And I can also tell you this: they gave me three thousand dollars more on my trade-in mm-hmm. than anywhere else. Good for you. And you know, and you know these other ads like you see uh buy your car uh you know sell us your car Mm -hmm. and all this on tv Mm -hmm. and they say you'll save uh, money i've always been able to beat those people number one if you have a trade-in you got the sales tax that you're saving so when you're trading in a car you also got to figure the sales tax Mm -hmm.
0: marty you're a you're a vigilante right
5: no, I'm not a vigilante. Oh, electric. man,
0: you've got to sign up. Well, come on, rollingcars.com. <laughs> sign up, and you know, you can just, you don't have to buy the car for the person, but you can certainly give them some good advice, and uh, you've been there and done that. So, uh, and you get a cool hat. And you get a hat. You, you yeah. see, you're not streaming to me, so you can't see my hat, but yeah. I'll thank you. You live locally. I'll deliver your hat to you if you'll sign up. I'll deliver your hat.
6: Well, let's put it this
5: way I was just in your dealership for my uh, service. Uh-huh. So uh, th- I wanted to see if you were there, but I was there on a Wednesday. They said you're not there every day. No, I am on a Wednesday. I wanted no. to
7: introduce myself. To
5: you. Yeah. but so pick, I, I,
0: pick if if up, pick it up from Josh in? or Stu. So you come no. in t- and you give us your word. You're signed up as a vigilante. Josh or Stu or my son Jason will give you a hat.
1: Okay. We're in charge of hats. You're in
0: charge of hats.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. The hats, the hats are good. Uh, but I, I do. I'm stay the vice
1: president of hat sets. distribution. <laughs>
5: How does, but, but my question is, which you didn't answer yet, how do you test drive any of these cars? I can well, answer that.
1: Yeah, well,
0: Josh, Josh will answer that.
1: Well, I, I imagine with Carvana, your your seven-day return period is your test drive period. Um, mm. They have a, a seven-day return policy, but there's a mileage restriction.
0: But for a dealer?
1: Uh, for a dealer. If you buy it online, it's, truly buying a car online is not really a thing you're going to experience in most car dealerships. It's going to be a hybrid of online, maybe over Federal Express, phone call and things like that. Well the
0: answer is you go into a car dealer and you say I want to drive that Camry LE and uh, I'm not going to buy it today, but I just want to test drive, and that's the only way you do it. You have to make it clear you're not going to buy it because it doesn't bother you Marty because if they give you any guff you'll just slap them, but uh, uh, when you go into a car dealership to test drive a car. Uh, they're going to try to sell your car, so uh, be aware of that uh, If you really want to be careful, right. you can rent the car But that's out of pocket, and you don't want to do that But you're right, that's the glitch You have to drive the car, never ever buy a new car or used car Without an extensive test drive
5: yeah. yeah, well I can only tell you this Your store is like going to the Taj Mahal compared to
1: L. Hendrickson. Oh, He's oh got nice. the dumpiest store in the world.
0: Well oh, that's a it, problem I haven't been remembered. Been I think Thank you. Thank you.
1: they have the oldest facility in oh, Southeast Florida, really I think. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it, it is a real dump. He, and he's but got
0: got—he's got more money than anybody, there. and he won't it's build a <laughs> three hour, three and a
5: three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Marty, listen, you're a great caller. Please call again next week. We love you. Yeah. And uh, think All about right. being the vigilante, please.
5: All right, I will.
0: Bye-bye. We have a good day, We need you. Everybody. Thank you, Marty. Eight
2: seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772 497 6530. I think we're going to go to Josh, who has some texts.
1: Well, I did. I neglected Anne Marie's uh, uh, inaugural uh, text for the morning. Good
2: morning, Anne Marie.
1: <laughs> good morning. She mentions watching all the car uh, commercials during the Olympics. And it, it occurs to her that she, for her to get the perfect car, it would have to be a, a combination of every car feature oh, no. she's seen. <laughs> so she wants. <laughs> And this is a laundry list, so I, I'm going to have to paraphrase here. She, her dream vehicle would have minimal or no emissions. Um, she wants to be able to enter an address in a location, have the vehicle automatically take her there autonom- autonomously. She'd also like it to be able to power her house, like you see in that F-150 all-electric uh, truck ad. Um, more and more, she wants blind spots. She wants everything. Basically, she, she'd like to create the dream car, and she, um, I, you know I. I don't blame her. You see a lot of cool features out there, and some cars have them, some cars don't. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to happen. And so one day, something's going to Almost crack
0: that there. Down. This uh, Tesla that I have ordered that'll be here uh, either today or next week uh, is the first totally autonomous car. Mm-hmm. And it is totally autonomous. I got that feature. I can't legally use it, but it is totally
1: autonomous. So it can do turn by turn? Yeah. Wow so the future is here yeah. so
2: uh, tell me how did that uh, car buying experience go well
0: it, it was terrible and uh the uh, uh elon musk is a genius and he builds an amazing vehicle he's an engineering scientific genius uh and he's a marketing genius but in terms of selling cars uh he needs to take a lesson uh and my my experience buying this this tesla from a retail once i once i bought the Tesla and committed, it was almost impossible to communicate with Tesla. And it was very frustrating for me. Uh, He'll get it right. I mean, just a matter of time. Uh, At least the experience wasn't negative like you get when you go into a conventional car dealership, but it was like, okay, you decide you want to buy the Tesla. (laughs) Now, why are you bothering me? You're going to get the car. You'll have it. We're going to deliver it to you. And then well, you give me the money I, go, I gave him the money and the car's coming but don't call me I'll call you and that's their attitude
1: if you have a question how do you get the answer? you don't get it just wait and wait and wait I
0: don't know I mean, that's it's really been a
2: pretty stressful situation it's
0: been, been surprising and embarrassing uh, because I've been such a big Elon Musk fan until I finally went through the pur- purchasing process and it leaves a whole lot to be desired
1: yeah, well, okay. I'm sure the product itself will, will blow you away though yeah, yeah. I hope so alright I have a text here if uh, if Rick's got his thinking cap on because this sounds like a technical question. I just got a 2021 Kia Forte literally a week ago. Last night I think I might have left a light on (coughs) inside by accident because it was on when I got to my car this morning. My car is still running fine but the light was on for nine hours. Is that bad for the battery? Is there something I should do?
4: Uh, Take it for a good drive, really. Mm -hmm. Any, Any time that you have a concern that your battery may have gotten weakened by by leaving a light on something like that. The best thing you can do is take it out for about 35, 40 minutes to an hour on the highway. That higher speed gives the alternator the the most opportunity to fully recharge the battery. And most modern batteries, for the first two to three years of their life, they'll handle that stuff no problem.
0: I, I think so. it's probably still on. <laughs> Don't you think you should take it to the dealer or somebody and find I out I think why?
4: they're referring to just the uh, Oh, the, the, the overhead, overhead light. light, okay. Yeah.
0: I thought maybe Which, it was like a light, light was stuck on.
4: So. Yeah, that's actually kind of odd because most of the modern cars now, Kia, they, they may not have all of the higher-level technology in all their cars, but most cars now, any interior light is set up to run through the computer to where if it stays on for more than, say, 45 minutes to an hour, it'll actually shut them off. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, a lot of the newer cars now with smart key. Mm-hmm if it's on for an hour mm-hmm. even just the ignition on but not the engine running so we
0: should check with the dealer and say off. why did my light stay on
4: overnight yeah, I, I would and, i would check yeah, and see because yeah. there that may be a fault with the system it yeah. should have turned it that might be on, a setting a lot of the
1: lights you can have always on or auto so maybe it's just in the wrong could setting. be yeah yeah call your dealer and uh ask them for their advice oh yeah. great question all right great advice here's another one for you Rick. Yeah. keeping it tap dancing here Question regarding a 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited. It's been leaking oil for three weeks. Received three different diagnostic opinions from auto shops. How can I determine which auto shop is making the correct opinion for the issue?
4: Signed, frustrated. Use the Missouri method. Show me. (laughs) Each one of them that you go to say, show me the leak. And if you're getting three different ones, I would check a fourth or a fifth or a sixth. Until you get at least two places, at least, that can show you this, the leak at the same spot.
0: And I would wonder if he's uh, taking it to the, manufacturer, to the dealers in and, uh, and Independence. Uh, you know, it's, it's unusual that uh, a dealer uh, would uh, do that. I mean, three different, three dealers for
1: what make Car is it? It was a Jeep, uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah,
0: three different Jeep dealers, you would think. Uh, I would certainly want to have them contact the manufacturer i i would call the manufacturer i don't remember and say look i went, took it. i took it to a Rigo jeep i took it to a schumacher jeep i took it to a smith jeep and they all gave me a different diagnosis what's up with that we need a technical specialist to talk to some of these dealers absolutely yeah
4: yep okay. all right
2: uh, i'm going to remind the ladies that uh, we did extend uh to two new callers fifty dollars first two new lady callers give us a call 877 uh, 960 i'd like to know how your uh, buying experience went and uh, whether uh, you had uh, a salesperson a lady or a um a guy that waited on you you know that uh, now women make up about 18 percent of the uh, Uh, salespeople in the dealerships, so uh, things are moving forward for us. So 877- 960-9960 give us a call. First two new lady callers $50. Back to Josh. I
1: have a a funny text here. This is probably referring back to the old horse trading conversation we had earlier. They said they used to charge extra for the horse's leather exterior.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, whoever you are, you got a great sense of humor. That's my kind of joke.
1: Yeah, love a yeah. good horsehide. And interior. you
0: have to buy a leather treatment to uh, add it onto the sticker. You
1: have to brush your leather. Yes. <laughs> feed it apples.
0: Is, is horsehide leather? I guess it is.
1: I, I mean, yes. I don't know what the mm-hmm. technical definition uh, of leather is. I'm <laughs> digressing. All right. Okay, moving on. Um, here's another one for Rick. we got a lot of uh, technical questions today. I went in for a tire rotation, service advisor comes back and says they couldn't do it because the lug net wouldn't come off and the tech couldn't get it off. asked them to just break it but they said they already tried it. My last tire rotation was at that dealership. The last time my tire would have been taken off was, was there as well. Service advisor wasn't clear what my options are at this point since I still kind of needed the rotation. What do I do? Well, somebody uh, needed somebody
4: my size.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's, that's not a real question. That's a, Shopping question. You take it up the line. Uh, Clearly, the dealership is responsible, and uh, if you have it in the database, which they probably do, uh, you could argue that you went somewhere else. But in the database, if you did rotate the tires before six months ago, the chances are they're guilty. And you go to service manager, and then you go to the general manager, and then you go to the department of motor vehicles. But yeah,
4: now to be fair. As cars get older, when you're you're hitting 100, 150, 200,000 miles... Here comes the defensive mechanic here. The the lug (laughs) studs do eventually, those threads start to wear a little bit. But at that point, the technician should have been advising you, hey, these are starting to feel a little worn. It may be time to consider replacing the lug nuts or the studs as well. But we have seen plenty of cases where lug stud, the nut gets cross-threaded onto the stud, they lock up, and... Really, the only way to get it loose is to break it off. And the way that we that I accomplish that, you get some weight on that wheel, the car's weight to where the wheel's not going to spin, and I get a nice big breaker bar, and I just heave. and <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can twist those off pretty easily. They, they can break quite simply.
0: Yeah. Well, I, the bottom line is if the last place you had it was that same dealer, they're responsible, and they should pay for that process.
1: Yeah, I never see where you... Um, in an owner's manual where they recommend you change a lug nut at any time are are, are they they designed to last the life of the car
4: they're supposed to but anything in this world can wear Mm -hmm. and of course if you get a car that lives near the ocean with salt corrosion i mean or even just up north cars Mm -hmm. rust you know there's there's so many factors in this world that Mm -hmm. can change things but fact of the matter, you know, as they get older, things do start to wear a little bit. My
0: guess would be an over tightened love in spite of the defense rest <laughs> for Rick and the technicians of the world. But my, that is certainly yeah, possible, yeah, too, yes,
4: yeah. or that it was cross-threaded when it was installed.
1: The uh, the jury has reached a verdict. Oh, boy. Guilty. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Off
2: with his head. <laughs> we're, we have a, we a caller. We're going to go back to the phones. Uh, we're going to talk to Phil from Jupiter. Good morning, Phil.
7: Hey, how you doing?
2: Great. Thank you for calling.
7: Morning. Yes, I've got a 2017 Prius, and I'm coming up on 50,000 miles. And I noticed on the manual, all I've of, all of asked for is a tire rotation and change oil and stuff like that. But is there something else I should do, maybe like changing the coolant or something like that at 50,000 miles?
4: Nope. First coolant change on that car is. The engine coolant and the inverter coolant at 150,000 miles. 150? 150. 150.
0: Wow. Hmm. Wow. So that's four, he's come up on four years, four years, uh, only 17,000 miles, but 2017, <laughs> so in four years, uh, nothing uh, other than that.
4: Nope.
7: Great. Uh, okay. And we- one other comment I want to make about Tesla. Uh, I was uh, on YouTube, I look at those articles all the time, and it seems to be that some of these things, the batteries are catching on fire if, they, if they're if they left charging all night long. I mean, I just saw it somewhere in California a guy's garage burn up because he left his car charged all night. Mm-hmm. Is this something that, and the Chevrolet bolts have been uh, recalled, I understand. Is this something people should be concerned about if thinking about buying an electric car?
0: I would be certainly about the bolt. Uh, that was a very embarrassing thing uh, for General Motors, and... Uh, And it should be a concern for anybody buying an electric car. Tesla, I would say least of all, uh, because they've been doing it longer and they have had more experience with the problem. Rick?
4: Those Tesla fires, uh, from the research that I've done, the reading I've done just recently, there have been less than 10 fires with their batteries, unexplained fires like that, in the last three years wow. and there's a lot of teslas out there that's no. a tiny percentage no i'd be more
0: worried about a takata airbag than electrical fire in a uh, electrical car but it's still something to worry about and i uh i I'm, you know let's face it it goes back to uh the, the lithium uh, batteries uh, i remember uh, Laptops catching on fire on airplanes. Remember mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and uh, everything with a lithium mm-hmm. uh, battery. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting problem. I, uh, a couple shows ago, I was uh, brainstorming about there must be some way that you can that you can stop a lithium battery from having oxygen access because the lithium, in the process of bu- making the electricity, emits gases that are flammable when exposed to oxygen so you know you know you got something bubbling uh flammable and uh you know that it can't burn without oxygen why not seal it so it cannot have oxygen access to it i mean you seal a black box on an airplane you seal a lot of things you don't as long as you have a a perfect seal to oxygen there can't be fire without oxygen
1: are you listening elon Yes. Are you taking notes? Yes, I'll send
0: you. I'll, I'll design a battery for you. It'll <laughs> be five billion,
1: please. And there you go. Rick, to your point, uh, I just did a little Googling and it looks like they've sold nearly 700,000 Teslas in the last three years. So, uh, 700,000 and then how many? That's, that's, that's pretty fires. tiny. It's yeah, a very but small percentage.
4: As comparison, Toyota actually had a recall on the RAV4s a few years back where it was the rear link arms for the rear wheels. That adjusted the toe of the rear wheels, and these link arms were rusting, and they would break and fall oh. o- fall apart, and lose, causing the wheels to flop yeah, around. Yeah. And we had a caller on the line named yeah. Phil, so we, well, we we forgot about the it. It took him three tries <laughs> to get that recall.
1: Poor Phil. Down here.
0: We we got carried <laughs> well. away. A great question, and uh, we answered it, and then told you how to build a tractor. But that's okay.
1: Yeah. Tell me the yeah, time. Got don't guys me got into, yeah. The
2: guys got into weeds with Phil. <laughs> go ahead, last Phil. Phil still Did trying
0: it, to talk.
7: Does it make any sense to go to a, uh, hi- a hybrid plug in uh, or just stay with the hybrid? Why would I want to go to a hybrid plug in and not go all the way to an electric car?
0: That's a really good question. I Josh will answer that.
7: Well,
1: yeah, I think probably the main reason um, the, the the advantage of the plug in over the pure electric is. Um, no range anxiety. Um, when the plug-in is, uh, you know, when you're done with the all-electric mode, it converts regular uh, to a regular hybrid, so you have a much larger range. Even the uh, amazing new Tesla can't um, compete with the range of a pu- plug-in hybrid.
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah good. good point. Okay. And, uh, uh, but it's, it's dying out. I I, I I agree with you. I think if a Tesla now has got 450-mile range, uh, how many people need... Uh, but to worry about more range than that, that's more than you get in a tank of gas So for a lot of cars. And uh, so I, I think the range anxiety is fading away, and so will the plug-in hybrid. I agree,
1: yeah. I agree with that.
7: I appreciate it. Thanks
0: a lot. Phil, thanks very much. Thanks, so, sorry, Phil. Shall we talk so much? We're supposed to listen to our callers, but we got carried away. Well, if you call again, we, I promise we'll be quiet.
2: 877 <laughs> 960 or you can text us. That's 772-497-6530. And we have a great mystery shopping report coming up from Arrigo. Uh, we shopped a Arrigo Chrysler Dodge Jeep, and uh, you want to stay tuned for that. Now back to Josh.
1: I love the Arrigo brothers. <laughs> the most entertaining car dealers in town.
2: Oh, crazy.
1: Okay, I got a text here. Uh, I heard Volkswagen just did a stop sale on, a, on their new Taos model. What's the difference between a stop sale and a recall?
0: Well, a stop sale is really dangerous and it's serious, and uh, they tell the dealers, don't you dare sell that car and lock it up and hide it because there's something in that car that could hurt somebody.
1: And I think sometimes a stop sale sort of precedes a recall. Like they're telling the dealers, stop selling that model because it's still on their lots, and if I guess it those that were already sold will probably yeah, be recalled yeah, in the, in yeah, the near yeah. future. It
0: doesn't have to be that dangerous. Yeah. It's just they they want it because you've already you've already got a lot of them and put them out there anyway. Yeah. Now they got to get those back. Uh, they don't want to keep pumping them out into the marketplace.
1: Yeah, I didn't read about that one, so I'm not sure
4: what the uh, what the issue is. All right. Well, I, I do know that every time that we get a recall out it includes a stop sale on any cars that are in inventory yeah. new mm-hmm. car inventory much and better they answer, have to yeah. be repaired before they can be sold
1: yeah, yeah. If, it, if it's like a 2017 model it'll just be a pure recall if it's occurred in 2021 2022 right. it'll be a stop <clears> sale <throat> with a recall yeah. so there's your answer
0: and there's also and i think to some extent the fact that there is a serious issue you uh, as is part of it too because unfortunately we know as uh, being car dealers that uh we get cars that have problems that are not recalled and uh, and they just keep selling. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and then you have to wait to, for the customer to complain about it before you fix it. And it's called a what? A TRD?
1: Uh, uh, TSB
0: T- Tor- to- uh, they call it Toyota Service Bulletin. So it would be a C-S-B for a Chevrolet Service Bulletin. Yeah. And it would just say, if a customer complains about uh, the wheel coming off. I'm exaggerating. If the customer complains about this, then fix it. But if they don't complain about it, forget about
1: it. I think uh, industry-wide, they they refer to those as service
4: campaigns. Service campaigns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, technical service bulletins.
0: Technical.
1: Uh,
4: there we, you go. They don't want to use the word campaign unless it's a recall. Yeah. And for the fact check. Yep. Okay. And believe it or not, the majority of those that we see are for radio updates, software updates on radios. So not really critical yeah. safety issues exactly, exactly.
2: okay we're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to richard good morning richard
8: good morning how y'all doing good. good i've called before uh this time i called to make a comment about the uh the mice or rats eating the wires course, <laughs> oh, a popular topic <laughs> uh, well i want to give it a little tip uh, it's happened to me twice mm. once on a dodge uh diesel truck all the lights went out, and it happened on my Tesla. Really? Oh. And um, uh, that I researched it quite a bit, YouTube and whatnot, and uh, not to argue, but it turns out that mothballs don't work. They've run some experiments and mm-hmm. the eat the food right next to the mothballs. What does work, however, Thank is uh, mint oil. Mint oil? Ah. Mint oil. You mint can get it oil. on Amazon, uh, and you mm-hmm. mix it with water. And what i do with my cars now is about every week i I mix it with water in a spray bottle spray can pressurized spray can and spray the the wheel wells and the and the intakes with that and i've got three cars a a jeep a a porsche and a tesla i do all three of them and uh wow seems to calm it down and they they're not rats or mice because one of them and my porsche they build a nest up in the up inside the
0: thing. Yeah, mice oh, and yeah. rats. Yeah. I had a, I I saw. I
8: saw the, the mice. I mean, I was, yeah. they were in there having a happy time. They weren't, you know. Well,
0: maybe <laughs> so, maybe rats. Anyhow,
8: rat, the tip was the, the mint oil. Mint oil yeah.
0: A, yeah. Well, maybe rats don't like mothballs, but mice do. Yeah. And, I, and that uh, that well, that mint oil.
8: Yeah, they had a they had an experiment. They ran on uh, YouTube where they tried the mothballs and all that.
0: And oh, okay. I picture mm-hmm. a, and, I picture a rat with a little bandana. I uh, am educated yeah. now. I like <laughs> it.
8: Yeah. Well, man, I, it may be Rats also, but uh, anyway, it happened twice. It, man, I think is uh, I had an excellent uh, experience buying my Tesla. Uh, I bought a Model S a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You bought? Did you order a Model S? Sir?
0: Oh yeah, I got the Plaid, um, the, the, the new Plaid you got with, the Plaid. Yeah, yeah, zero to sixty at one point nine. You going to
5: get it next week?
0: uh it's coming in any day they said between the august to, today's august the 6th 7th 7th and uh and and i think uh 13th it should be the next it few could days be at your house when you get home maybe it might be yeah
8: it's driving by itself yeah. right now you, you bought the wonder car of the decade
0: yeah i'm uh, really excited about it and i it's uh it, it's actually and i got the totally autonomous option uh which uh uh, I, I can't believe it But I, I know it's illegal to drive, have an autonomous car But apparently it'll have that technical capability anyway
8: Well, it's not, it's not released yet I have it too Oh, okay um, And uh, they, released, they released it in beta testing I've got a few special drivers that are getting feedback mm-hmm. So they're going to at least release it pieces at a time uh-huh. The self-driving part Auto-driving, they call it, works great I mean, but the the deal where you can go downtown and make left turns in, in traffic, mm-hmm. they're doing it, but it ain't here yet.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's exciting. I can't wait. It's uh, it's, well, it's, 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 it's the, I have to take it out to the uh, Morosa Speedway in Palm Beach County to in order to drive it fast because it's so fast, literally, uh, it's crazy fast. Oh yeah. So, yeah.
8: Well, even the normal ones are fast. You got the, you got a real monster. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I'm sure you enjoy it. It's the best thing I ever bought, and with uh, the the buying experience, I just ordered it on the uh, all my iPad.
0: You know, Richard told me
8: it gave me a delivery date, and uh,
0: how'd you pay for it? Uh
8: let's see, it's about ninety. 95- at ninety thousand or so, I got. I, was, I bought it at the time when they had the seventy-five hundred rebate,
0: and Did you write? Did you write a check, or did you? Uh, uh, how did, And the reason I'm saying is, when when I came back, came time for me to pay, they actually wanted access to my bank account. They wanted to know my password and my username. I said, Well, can I just transfer the money to Tesla? They said, No, you have to give us your bank account number and your username and password.
8: Hmm. Oh, I didn't do that. I, I, I do those kind of transactions. I
1: just transfer out my bank.
0: Well, I was thinking about that's it. Just, uh, I think but, that's what uh, I
1: did. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's that the that truth. Was. Are you sure you were talking to Tesla?
0: I, I thought I'd been <laughs> hacked, and I had to verify it. <laughs> I, I, I literally thought a hacker had got me in it, but I was Flaco. on the official Tesla website, <laughs> and I, I verified it. So I think I verified it. They have a Ukrainian accent <laughs> the uh, customer service.
4: Well, <laughs> if it doesn't come I, in, I just <laughs> want to relate that there is, a, there is a good way to. Uh, oh my God, I'm a hack. <laughs> I can see it now. The car gets delivered to Earl's Driveway. It's a Barbie Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Elon, oh
7: no. Anyway,
8: I will enjoy your car. I just thought to make a couple comments about the it. wonderful machine, and you'll enjoy it, I'm sure. Uh, well, uh, well, I, I hope, hope I'll see you. There my uh, own. Uh, I hope I I'll be a fellow Tesla my recommendations, yeah. tickled with
0: uh, f- Thank you so much, Richard. We're
2: going to have a whole lot Good of talking fun. talking with you. Thank you, Richard. Give us a call again. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. We need to hear from you. Share your experience, or just give us a call and say hello. 877-960-9960. Now back to Josh.
1: Mint oil to prevent mice. If uh, I was a mouse, I'd far
0: prefer
2: um, Mineral oil too.
1: I know it sounds like a like a mojito. Give me right.
0: cross between yeah, mm, uh, mothballs yeah. and mineral oil. <laughs> yeah. But he's on YouTube and they did a bunch of tests. And the reason I love this show, you find out new stuff all yeah. the time. I, I thought I, I, learned something I
2: thought new. it would be eucalyptus.
1: It sounds so. Is, is mint oil pleasant to? Yeah. Is tinge- I wouldn't. I would It's not
0: pleasant to mice. We just found they don't like mineral oil. They probably Um, have a very good reason for that. Think
2: of all the research that went into that.
0: Let's move along. We're digressing. (laughs) A lot of mice. We're going to (laughs) call a new show Earl
2: on
1: Digression. (laughs) 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 It doesn't have the same ring as Earl on Cars. Earl of Mice and Men. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. We beat that mouse to death. (laughs) Um, I have a a car. This is the, uh, uh, the text here. I have a car that I'm thinking of trading in. I've never never done it before, and I don't know how it works. My car's trade-in value is roughly $11,000. I still owe about $9,000. Does that mean if I trade it in, only $2,000 goes towards the price of the trade-in, or is it the full $11,000? Sorry if this is a dumb question. It's not a dumb question at all. If you haven't bought a car, it could be confusing. Um, the whole value will go against the uh, the selling price of the new car, and in most states, you'll save sales tax on that difference. So. The sales tax on $11,000 has been roughly you know, $770 or so. So you save that sales tax, but only the equity, the difference between what you owe and what the car is worth, would be applied towards the loan. So that $2,000, the difference between the $9,000 payoff and the $11,000 value, that gets applied to the new car deal. So and the reason
0: that's such a great question is mm-hmm. because too many dealers will not explain that to you. And people will have a car that they owe more money on than it's worth. And they will say, how much is your car? We'll your car for $15,000, and we'll apply that to the purchase. Well, but, I, but I owe money on the car. But don't worry about it. We'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they kind of push it aside. They're not taking care of anything. They're paying your car off to your bank, and they're taking the amount which in your case is more than the real value of the car, and they're adding it to the price of the car you're buying. But you just don't see it in the paperwork. So you have to be very careful. Negative equity is a very bad thing, and you really shouldn't be buying cars with uh, when you have negative e- equity in your trade, unless you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And uh, But that's a good question, yeah.
1: Yeah, and sometimes, like, when you're leasing a car, they'll tell you, oh, if you don't like it, no problem, just bring it back, we'll oh, trade you out.
0: Yeah, but I got, I have another year and a half, we'll take care of that for you. And pe- they, they, people assume you're a car dealer, maybe it's a Honda leasing, and you're a Honda dealer. Well, that's all Honda, right? So they're saying, even though I owe them another year and a half worth of lease payments, they're going to waive that, and, and and I don't have to worry about it, and I can lease another car, or buy another car. No, it ain't gonna happen.com. You have to take all those lease payments and pay Honda leasing or any other leasing company. And all that is just like negative equity if you had bought the car. All those lease payments are added to your new lease. So you really get hosed when you have a lot of leases left, mm-hmm. lease payments left.
1: Yeah, they're, not, they're taking care of it by making you pay for it. Exactly. exactly. Keep your ears uh, open.
2: <laughs> we're gonna go back to the phones. And we're going to talk to our first, first-time caller, and it's her, Regina. She's giving us a call from Coral Gables. Welcome to the show, Regina. Congratulations, you won yourself fifty dollars. Yay! Oh wow! Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Can you hear
9: me? I yes. can.
2: Yeah, I can hear you now, loud and clear. And uh, you go ahead and send me your well uh, information where I can send you your check. You can Contact just email me. And you can okay, go to on Cars.
9: let so I can write that down. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have been um, thinking about a RAV, uh, RAV4, buying a new car. Our, our vehicles are, like, <clears throat> quite old, and um, we're these kind of people that, you know, really maintain our vehicles and drive them for as long as we can. And um, so we're interested in getting a brand-new car. We want to get a new one. And we want to get a Rav Four because we know people who drive them, and they're very, very satisfied with them.
2: They are very, very popular, and if you've got children and uh, you you need that kind of capacity, it's a great, great choice.
9: Yeah, I I love SUVs, so we have uh, two SUVs, and uh, so that's that's what I'm looking to do. Um, but my my question is now in this market. Um, would it be difficult to, like, order what I want? Um, because it seems like there's just uh, – it's like whatever you have, you you have there on the showroom. Uh, but but how does that work now if I wanted, like, you know, specific things like leather seats or, you know, whatever?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to tell Earl to take over. But, uh, it, you know, there, it's, it's great for you if you have the time uh, to wait because you will – there will be a wait involved – uh, if you want, you know, special added-on features. Uh, but, uh, Earl, uh, what do you have to say about that?
0: Well, your timing is perfect uh, on that because uh, Regina, I wrote a blog it's on earlancars.com mm-hmm. and um, I it came to be an epiphany last week In on the dream. air and uh, about how you can actually have your cake and eat it too. That's the title of the blog. Uh, have your car cake and eat it too. Uh, are you a costco member by any chance no
9: i'm not um I'm think, a
0: about, th- <laughs> th- th- think about think uh, about becoming being a costco member cost you 65 bucks uh find a dealer uh a toilet dealer in your, your area or you'll keep branching out and they will agree to this so you want a costco dealer and costco dealers contract with costco to sell their vehicle at the lowest price they will sell that car for to anybody. So, if you have to buy the car today, at least you know you're gonna be getting the lowest price on that RAV4 that they've sold that RAV4 to any other customer for. Unfortunately, today, with a low supply, high demand, that's a high price. Here's what you do, you find a car, you find a Toyota dealer that will say to you, listen, uh, you buy the car from me in two months when the microchip shortage is solved, the inventory shortage is solved, and sell it to me at the Costco price two months from today. That price will be thousands of dollars less than what you're paying today for a Toyota RAV4. So if you're not in a hurry, if you don't mind waiting two or three months, car prices new and used will plummet in 60 to 90 days. And if you buy a car today, you're gonna be prepared, new or used, you're gonna pay several thousand dollars more than you will in two or three months. Plus the fact, in two or three months, you'll be buying a 2022, and you're gonna have the, adv- the advantage of not having the depreciation that you have today with a 2021, so. Uh, I would, and, and if you're not a Costco member, go to costcoauto.com, and take a look at their program uh, for buying. And uh, as I say, for $65, you become a Costco member and buy anything from a Costco warehouse, uh, but you're also on the auto buying program, and it is the safest way to buy a car at the best price.
9: Okay, that's great information. And, I really appreciate that.
2: And, and you really know, thought
9: about you know joining Costco. It's just that there's not one real close by. But yeah, you
2: yeah. Know. It's, that's a great investment all year round. Uh, but as far as your Rav Four is concerned, I can understand uh, why you made that choice. And uh, you know, it's got uh, low maintenance costs and uh, excellent fuel economy. And uh, it's just uh, all around a great choice. So good luck yeah. with that. Thank you so
9: much. Tell me your email address, Nancy.
2: That's Nancy S at estoyota.com.
9: Okay. I'll, I'll uh, email
2: you my uh, information that's in Yeah. So N A N C Y S, as in Stuart, oh, okay. at estoyota.com.
9: Nancy S at ESToyota.com. Yes. Okay. Very okay. Good.
2: Thank, thank you so you much, so Regina. Much. Spread the word.
9: Oh no, thank you. We want All right.
2: We want more women calling.
9: Yeah. Well, my husband told me about the show, and he's at work, and I thought, well, let me just try calling in and getting some information, and yes, and uh, I appreciate all the information that you gave me. Um, it'll really help, and so our first step is to go. Yeah. on that Costco uh, website, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe we could even join Costco on that website. I don't know. I'll have
2: to see. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Regina, thanks so much. Uh, you certainly made our morning, and all the ladies out there listening to you, you give them, you know, some courage to give us a call. Most of them just want to text, um, you know, uh, or YouTube. So 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. One more lady caller. We're waiting for $50 for that next new lady caller. Now back to Josh.
1: Yeah, join Costco, get a great deal in a car and a 50-pound can of tuna. (laughs) Yeah, or
0: buy a roasted chicken for $4.99. Best
1: chicken in town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. I pay
0: $65 just for the chickens. (laughs)
1: Alright. Um, good morning. This is a text from Bob and Stuart. Thank you uh, for texting in, Bob. Bob asks, can the auto start and stop feature on the Toyotas be turned off?
4: It can, but on most of the models, you actually have to turn it off every time you get in and start the mm-hmm. car. I am so glad my wife's car did not have that feature when we got it, because I wouldn't have survived. She'd have killed me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, here
0: you are a certified master diagnostic te- technician, and you can't figure out how to permanently turn that thing off?
4: I could, but it void the warranty on the whole car. No, yeah, so. not if you
0: didn't tell anybody about yeah.
4: it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's it's in their programming down in the software system that they won't even allow me access in there. I thought about trying, but.
0: Oh, you haven't tried yet? Okay.
4: I yeah, see. you could turn it off for every trip, but as soon
1: as <clears throat> the car goes off, you right. turn it back on, it yeah. defaults back it on. It reactivates it. Yeah, so I I wonder how many miles per gallon they they gain by that feature.
4: Not enough to put up with the aggravation of it and the annoying feel of it. It's Mm. a horrible feature. Mm. Is it? Tell me what you really feel. (laughs) 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 You got anything
2: over there, Rick? We don't have
4: enough time for that. Uh, As a matter of fact, I do. I have an interesting one here from Donovan. Uh, Let's see here. He says, Joe Biden this week made a push for greater than 50% of car sales to be EVs, electric vehicles, by 2030. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Personally I don't think it's fast enough. We need to be at least 50 percent by 2028 or there will be no American OEMs left. China, more so Europe, is so far ahead of the US when it comes to EVs. The US has approximately 41,000 EV chargers in place. Currently Europe has 285,000 chargers. We need to get moving on this much faster, or we will just continue to fall further and further behind. Charging and range are the biggest issues with people being against buying an electric vehicle today. Europe is looking to install 3 million chargers by 2030. And he says the current plan they're working on will have chargers every 36 miles on the highways. And the other factor is that the US needs to have a standardized plug for electric vehicles.
0: Well, you know, I, I I disagree with with the uh, with the premise and the whole uh, philosophy. I think I think I think the United States will, in fact, dominate in electric cars because of our system. It's called capitalism and supply and demand and the free enterprise system, and people buy what they want and uh, and. Generally speaking, uh, I think people are starting to want those electric vehicles because they're just so damn good. And uh, uh, range isn't an issue anymore. used to be. Uh, charging stations is, is somewhat of an issue, but Tesla has solved it completely, and everybody else will too. Uh, maintenance and the reliability and all these other things will happen. And when Americans see something they want and they have the money to pay for it, Somehow the manufacturers figure out a way to build it, and the dealers figure out a way to sell it. So I don't like government control. and I don't think that requiring people to build cars and and so on and so forth is the way to go. I mean, in China, uh, they they can handle that very simply. <laughs> if you buy a combustion engine, you get shot. Uh, Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on slight exaggeration. I don't. Really <clears throat> feel, I like the Chinese, but. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, e. I don't. Th- I disagree with the philosophy of that.
2: Okay.
1: I um, think when those F-150s get on the road, that'll be a a major influence on the rest yeah. of the, uh, Absolutely, the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How about
0: the Hummer? F-150. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, all you, all the morons at least love those those uh, oh, four mile an hour. <laughs> Hummers.
2: <laughs> no.
0: Four mile per gallon, yeah. Four mile, four mile per gallon. He, now they can buy an electric car.
2: covering They're, car dealer has a laundry list of morons. <laughs> <laughs> F-150, BMW. Okay, I digress. Uh, we're going to go to our second new female caller, right. lady caller from Tequesta, and that makes me happy, and that is Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. You've won yourself $50 this morning. Surely Good morning, you just.
10: And I'll be glad to text you my information. Um, I have a comment about the electricity. I am understanding from um, the internet and electrical producers that they can't produce enough electricity to supply all that's going to be required for all of these electric cars. And I also have an answer for your leather question.
0: Okay, let me, add, let me address the first one. Um, if suddenly every car on the road were all electric, you're right. It would be a, a, a challenge to the, to the power grid. It wouldn't be able to handle it. But we are gaining ground simultaneously with the amount of electrical vehicles. And I assure you, by the time we do have all electric vehicles, uh, we will have the power grid that can handle it. Remember also that uh, most of the power is demanded during the day. And we can we can charge and we can we can build battery availability at night very easily because when everybody's sleeping in an area you can still create electricity and store it and you store it and then you use it the next day you got solar power you got you got uh, all the other uh, renewable power systems that are out there nuclear has gotten a bad rap people uh, tremble uh, when they think of a uh, of the uh, nu- nuclear reactors generating power. Uh, they, they could be totally totally safe now. So the power is not going to be an issue. She has something else that you want to say.
4: I just wanted to say, we, we have nuclear aircraft carriers that are cities floating on the oceans, yeah. powered completely by nuclear. Yeah. And what was the
0: next one, Shirley?
10: <coughs> well, you were asking about leather before. <coughs> and uh, from the dictionary, it says that Leather is a material consisting of animal skin prepared for use by removing the hair and tanning. Mm. So, hmm. a horse hide is a horse hide and leather is leather oh. and they're different. And well, leather you. is not necessarily from a horse
2: well, or a huh. cow.
0: Could, could you have duck leather no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She just said animal. I have no idea. Oh. C- can you tan Webster. duck skin? <laughs> I know you can get it nice and crispy with, with chili sauce. Oh boy!
10: <laughs> yeah. Or rat skin, I think you rat need skin.
2: Shirley, it's so good to hear from you. Genuine rat leather. <laughs> wait,
1: that's that You're is the answer <laughs> to the wire <water> insulation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Rats so are, are, wait, are rats cannibalistic? <laughs> yes. Oh, never mind. They, they the eat, guys are they, going crazy, they eat Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, thank you so much yeah. for that definition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, def-
2: definitely. Uh, Shirley, um, do you have yeah, any other questions? How many
10: people do you know still have a, a Webster's Dictionary?
1: You're <laughs> the, you're, I think you're the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a
10: Google <laughs> <laughs> Dictionary. How about, how about pre- the uh, problems with electricity, uh, the um, charging up in places like Michigan, yeah. Wisconsin, where it gets super cold? Mm. Um, they can't those charging stations aren't
2: working when they're real cold yeah yeah that article was in the wall street journal it was very interesting now there's a lot of challenges and you know
0: uh, working through it yeah demand uh solves everything because demand brings on entrepreneurship and more businesses compete to solve problems and it's a miracle of uh, what we do in the united states and some other countries too and uh uh, that's what it's all about. The, uh, science is moving so rapidly now, medicine and everything else, that uh, it's just exciting. And it used to be, we got a problem that will never overcome. There are no problems we can't overcome. I mean, we're going into outer space now. You can buy a ticket to go into outer space. Uh, who would have thought that when you were young surely or I was young, that I could literally buy a ticket on a spaceship? And it's just uh, <laughs> amazing.
2: We're a part of some interesting times, that's for sure.
10: Hey, there's thank nothing you. that American ingenuity can't solve. Exactly this
0: is very right. true. Exactly right.
2: Very true. We're mm-hmm. very driven. Shirley, thank you so much for calling and being uh, the second lady caller this morning. And uh, if you email me, I can uh, your information. I can get the check out to you this weekend. And that's, uh, you can go to Earl on Cars and pull up my email address, or if you're good at memory, it's just S at estoyota.com. I have it.
10: Thank you so much. Thanks, Charlie. Great talking to you.
1: Thank you, Shirley.
2: Thank you for all that interesting information. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> all right, I have a text here if we okay. have some time before we're going to get to the mystery shop. A lot of time. Oh, wow. All, all right, right, I'll read slow. <laughs> 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 Hi there. No. Hi there. Uh, my husband was in a car accident and is heavily concussed. Sorry to hear that. Oh. So I'm in charge of selling his car to a salvage yard. It's a 2003 Toyota Camry, roughly 174,000 miles on it. Sorry if this is a silly question. I'm completely clueless on cars and definitely not a silly question. Um, I think just the, the same advice that we give for so many different um, uh, questions would apply, just get multiple bids.
0: Absolutely. You know, here, we, we, we learned a lesson and we are in the business. Do you remember Cash for Clunkers? How many of you remember Cash for Clunkers? Well, we had never been involved with that many clunkers, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're a new car dealer and we sell mainly nicer cars and, and uh, reliable cars. So we didn't know what was going on with all the junk cars. When Cash for Clunkers came along, the government said uh, we'll allow you $75 uh, for your car no matter how bad a shape it's in and uh, did I get that right Josh? $75?
1: No it was $4,500 or $3,500 depending on how much your fuel economy was improving.
0: No. Uh, there was a there was an amount that when you traded your yeah that, that was a subsidized amount yeah
1: they, they, that would they, that would go on top of the actual value value of the
0: vehicle. And so, somehow seventy five dollars came up mm-hmm. as what people were allowing and a lot of dealers were giving seventy five dollars so we shopped uh, every car that came in with multiple sources uh, for recycling and. People that sold cars for parts, people that tried to put them back together again, but that was illegal because they were supposed to be total cars. Mm -hmm. And we saw an amazing uh, spread, and Josh would know better than I because he got directly involved in it, but what would you say was the highest price we allowed because we sold the car to a third party for a quote-unquote scrappable car. Oh,
1: it could be thousands and thousands of yeah. dollars, depending on the, on the several, type
0: of car. Several thousand dollars. I remember 3000 or 3500 And the average dealers out there, were only allowing them, because if it really looks bad and it, it won't run, mm-hmm. you can say, I'll give you $100 for that. I'll give you $200 for that. If you shop it, you might get $2,000 for that. So if you have a real piece of junk, shop it around. And that's the name of the game.
1: Absolutely. Alright, here's another one for Rick. Uh, 98 Camaro always overheats while idle. I just put a new uh, put new fans on it, change the thermostat, and I make sure it has coolant in it. What else can I do?
4: Uh, I would be checking, I believe in 98 it's going to be running electric cooling fans. I'd be checking the switch that turns those fans on and make sure that that switch is actually operating properly, and I'd also be checking the condenser and the radiator to make sure that you don't have the fins on the front of them all plugged up with like bugs or other road debris that could be blocking the airflow very good advice that 98 camaro sounds
1: pretty cool mm-hmm. there I you see? go
2: uh we're gonna go to bob who's holding in juno
1: all right
2: hi good bob morning. good morning hi
6: good morning uh, i was going to talk to you again i uh, recently sold an uh, uh, 18 camry and I did it because, well, I had an accident with a car. Uh, no one was injured. Uh, I backed into a car and did a fair amount of damage to the cosmetics of the car. Had it repaired. When I went to a repair shop and the one I selected, he said, you know, uh, you're gonna take a $2,500 hit when you sell this car. And I didn't get an explanation for that from him and maybe you can provide one where it seems to be, and when I did sell it at, at another of these uh, operations that buys cars from you and so forth, yep, $2,500 off. And what I'd like to understand is if the person that repaired the car told you he was gonna put it on the frame machine to make sure the frame was okay, then why is it an automatic $2,500 off
0: the off the price of the car? Do do you sure on the line?
6: Well,
1: <clears throat> it might might not be $2,500. That could just be a, a device the guy was using to, to get your car for cheaper. Um, you yeah. know, if you do have a uh, an accident noted on the Carfax, it will devalue the car. But $2,500 isn't like the standard amount. It, I mean, it depends on the vehicle. If you're trading in a uh, 2021, you know, $80,000 Mercedes, an accident is going to have a a larger impact on the value than a, you know, 20-year-old, you know, beat-up vehicle. Um, Also, there are companies out there that um, you mentioned putting it on a frame machine and determining if it's, you know, truly damaged that way. There are companies that can. Um, one's called True Frame that will come out and like laser measure the car and.
0: Is that T R U or a I, TRUE I, frame? I believe
1: it's T R U E. I'll I'll look it up after yeah. uh, after this and confirm. But in, in those services, what they do is they can attest to whether or not there's actual frame damage on the car and and that will get tagged onto the Carfax um, and hopefully that'll offset the uh, the accident that you see there as well.
2: Great information
1: very good information i appreciate it a lot yeah well it's
6: the car was sold i I took the twenty-five dollars hit uh i went to two different people they both sent me the same thing so i assumed that was standard fare and well i probably lost some money on that one i should have been probably a little more conscientious and maybe digging around perhaps calling you before i sold the car and i would learn that i could have gone to true and and maybe uh and maybe uh, eliminated or avoided that discount. But well, even case, even if you had, very much,
0: even if you had, you're still you know when people it, it goes to the Carfax report um, when you have a car repaired, and um, it always even if you don't have frame damage, even if you that's how that's how um, lease only the uh, big uh, used car area um dealer in this area. Uh, makes a lot of money. They buy cars all the time that have been in accidents and they buy them for less money because as uh, the man told you any time a car has been in an accident it, it devalues the car. If you want to buy a car that's really a good car and it doesn't have frame damage and it, and the repair has been done very well to the body damage it's just a real value so you buy, you save money. Uh, but it does devalue the car and it's just a question of how much. and. You know, a true frame is a good way to find out uh, how serious it is.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, getting multiple bids is a good way to minimize yeah. that depreciation. Exactly. Yes, right. Very good.
6: Well, all right, then. As always, you give very informative information. I really appreciate uh, Thank you Bob. watching to your program every Saturday. Oh, great, Thank Bob. God.
1: Okay. Thank you.
2: We were, we're very happy that you listen every Saturday. Uh, and what's great about the show is free information. Mm-hmm. Free.
1: Got another animal question here. <laughs> hey Earl, why do they call it horsepower? Is my 200 horsepower engine really the same amount of power as if 200 horses were pulling my car? You
0: know, I googled that a long time ago and it, it is related to horses. I have to look not, that up. <laughs> I'm not sure how accurate it is, but it is is—it is a horse thing. And uh, that's a lot of horses and 400 horses, I mean.
4: Let well, it they, originally, the, it goes way back to where it was an equation <laughs> to how much a horse <laughs> could typically pull. But truth be told, folks... So it's more of a torque thing. Yeah. Your horsepower is a great number to look at, but torque is more important. Mm. Now, here's the easy okay. way to remember the comparison. Horsepower is how fast you can go at the very top end. Torque is how quickly your vehicle can get you up there. Mm-hmm. And torque is what gets that big load moving.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: That's that's well. fascinating, but this is more fascinating right here.
1: <laughs> how many Here we go. here's a question for the ages. How many horsepower does a horse have? 21. Anyone else want to guess? One. Tw- 1 21. 10. 10. Nancy's closest, uh, using the Price is Right uh, methodology, 14.9 horses.
0: Oh. Huh. Fascinating. Well, that is, well, that's not fair. How can you call it all? How can you say uh,
1: it? just Well, 14.9
2: horse power. The, guy that,
0: the guy that came up with that
4: deceived everybody.
1: Right, that's but that,
4: that guy was talking about a Tennessee walking horse. I want to bring out my Clydesdale. How many Andalusians <laughs> is yeah. <that> in one <laughs> horse Now, F- no, folks, where so.
2: else can you go? I mean, right here. Did you hear what Josh just shared with everyone? <laughs> now you know. <laughs> That's free advice. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, I think that we are ready for the mystery shopping no, report. We're
1: no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Why not?
0: Because it's 9.32, and we've got plenty of time.
2: Oh, okay, great. You're the boss. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I want to remind everyone that uh, Earl did a great Column this week, and uh, if you haven't gotten to it, go to Earl on Cars. Have your new car cake and eat it too. Uh, as all of his columns, they're really fantastic. I definitely love proofreading every single one of them. So if you get a chance, there's so much uh, over there at Earl on Cars, and uh, you can get a lot of information yeah, and read columns.
0: Of, the essence of that column, and we had a caller earlier. If you happen to be tuned in earlier, if not. Uh, if, if you're uh, looking to buy a new car or a used car and you're not in a hurry order the car if it's a new car from the manufacturer and do it on purpose because you want the car to to come in later in two or three months when the prices will drop like a rock in the third, fourth quarter of this year fourth quarter uh, they're going to drop so you're not in a hurry and you order the car But you contract with the dealer to pay the price that the car will sell for in two or three months. The only way you can do that for sure and really be safe is on the Costco auto buying program. And the Costco auto buying program requires all dealers, certified auto Costco dealers, uh, that they sell their car at the lowest price they will sell that car to anyone for. So you want to buy a new uh, Honda Accord uh, you find a certified Honda dealer in the Costco program And you say, I want to buy this Accord I want leather, I want this Just be as picky as you want And, and, they, and they don't, they're not going to have any anyway You say, well I want you to order it from Honda They'll build the car for me And I'm not going to take delivery until And you fill in the blank Two months, three months The longer out you do it The better the price is going to be And when I buy it I want you to give me the Costco price at that time That way you have your car cake and eat it too. And if you really want to have your car cake and eat it too, take your trade-in and sell your trade-in outright today, you'll get a couple thousand dollars more for the trade-in. Now you gotta figure out what you gotta do without a car, use another member of the family car. Ride a horse. Ride a horse, Hmm. carpool, (laughs) uh, Uber, Lyft. I mean, be creative, I mean, uh, public transportation. If you can get by without a car for two months, you get two thousand dollars more for your trade-in. You buy the new car for two thousand dollars less. Bada bing! You're saving four grand less the cost that you have to pay for, you know, the Uber lift or, Lyft or and mm-hmm. the oats for the horse. Oh, and the oats yeah. for the horse, yeah. exactly.
2: Taking all that into consideration, <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty interesting time. Exactly. Very interesting time. So, there you go. Okay, any more any more texture? Well, I
1: did a little math. If your car has 200 horsepower, that's the equivalent of
4: 2,980
1: horses. Jeez,
2: wow. that's a lot of horses. That's a lot of oats. <laughs> One wow.
4: quick thing. Uh, can I just say happy birthday to my daughter Amanda? Today's Aww. her birthday. Oh,
2: happy birthday, Amanda. Happy birthday
0: to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy, happy birthday
10: to, to you, Amanda. Happy
1: birthday to you. And many, many more. Many more. <laughs> We do it all on this show. John is in. That? You're not singing. <laughs> it's a family show here. I have, uh, I have another one. If we can squeeze it in. I know oh, we're we're, here,
2: we're going to plenty of
1: time. All right. Um, I recently bought a 2007 Civic. and While driving at any speed, the steering wheel will shake. While turning the wheel, it will also kind of want to go the other way. Mm. The car also veers to the right. There's some steering issues here. I know an alignment will be needed, but I'm not sure what's causing the other issues.
4: Uh, Alignment is going to be the last thing. Okay. The first thing you're going to want to check are your wheel bearings and the steering tie rod ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like you've got a bearing issue there because a, wee- a vibration at all speeds is usually going to be caused by a weak bearing, letting those wheels wobble and move around as you're driving. It
0: reminds me of the book, Unsafe at Any Speed. I would say... that a was Chevy like, Corvair. Yeah, I would say that was an unsafe condition, would you? Absolutely.
4: Yeah. So you need to stop and get that fixed immediately. Yeah. Yes. Have that evaluated by a good shop. But And I say the alignment will be the last thing because after they've replaced whatever components need to be replaced, then the alignment will be to adjust those parts back and get everything lined up perfectly.
0: And that segued me into uh, another advice to our listeners. When you have a problem with your car, don't diagnose it yourself. And you said... Uh, obviously I need an alignment. Well, you you might not need an alignment. And if you took it into a car dealership and said, uh, align my car for me, uh, you'd be very disappointed. First of all, you might not need the alignment. Secondly, you'd still have the the rattle in the wheel and you'd have an unsafe car. Always have your car diagnosed by a good technician and uh, say, I want, I've got a problem with this car you know if you really want to be cool you say I've got a problem with this car I want you to test drive it I'm not going to tell you what I think it is you tell me what you think it is but it's a problem that really worries me and if he's a good technician he'll tell you the exact same thing that you observed and maybe some things you didn't observe which you got to be careful about but, mm-hmm. uh, yep. but once Once you tell, particularly when you go into a car dealership and a lot of independents, you're not getting a technician to look at your car. You're getting a guy that's selling you something. He's paid on commission. He may or may not have good auto mechanical knowledge. And so he is going to listen too carefully to what you say. And everything you tell him to do, he's going to charge you for it and do it. And it might not fix your problem.
4: And a, the wise. a good mechanic is the one that's going to take you back, show you what's wrong with your car, mm-hmm. and tell you what he thinks are the priorities to do first, mm-hmm. and let you make an informed decision. A, wor- a word of
0: warning there are a lot of shops uh, that will say, You can say, I want to, may I come back and look at my car, but you're not allowed in the service department for insurance
4: reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not allowed just to wander around by yourself, no. No. but they should be very happy to take you back and say here is what we see this is why we need this problem addressed first they should be but then this is the order you should do it
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you're pretty lucky whenever you find a mechanic like that you know especially you know if you're a, a lady and you want that uh, explanation and uh, they're few and far between
4: and you know it to me the majority of the customers that will ask questions and intelligent questions are the ladies the, the guys just seem to be like, they, they don't want to let me know that they don't know everything about cars. Yeah, the ladies I will come back there that. and say, tell me why and show me why. Yeah. And when I can give a proper explanation and let them know that I want them to make an informed decision about their vehicle, mm-hmm. that's a customer that not only are they going to keep coming back and spending money with me in the future. But they're going to tell their friends, hey, this is the guy to go to.
2: Exactly. You know, and there's a lot of respect in that whole heart. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to go to the Mystery shop and Report. It is the Arrigo Boys, and uh, that's Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Okay. One of our favorite car dealerships, the Mystery Shop, over the years, many, many years, um, was Arrigo Chrysler Dodge Jeep. The Brothers, John and Jim, is your local in South Florida. Uh, you've seen their commercials and they're hysterical and they're entertaining and I, I compliment them on that. Uh, the last time we shopped them was uh, a while back before uh, they sold out. Uh, and a lot of people don't even know they sold out because they're still on TV and online. They're still the face and, of the
1: dealership.
0: Yeah. At any rate, um, they sold all their dealerships to Larry Morgan Auto Group uh, and I happen to know Larry Morgan personally uh, and he's a great guy and his son, I've talked to his son and they've acquired a large auto group and uh, you know, I was on the Florida Automobile Deals Association board of directors with Larry many years ago. Uh, Morgan continued to operate his new acquisitions under the Rego brand. Thankfully for us, we still get to see Jimmy and Johnny, here we go, cutting it up in their commercials. Uh, Now we're going to play a clip and I'm going to give you a countdown because we have to coordinate the video and the audio. So I'm going to say five, four, three, two, one, play.
7: Johnny, why are you dressed like that? I just signed a Rego's declaration of low prices. Great. Now go mark down all
3: 2,500 new vehicles.
1: I hope my quill has enough ink.
3: Declare independence from high prices all month long at Arico. Get new Ram 1500s from 249 per month. Grand Cherokees from 259 a month. Plus Arico needs your trade. So make this the summer event. You can't miss. I do declare I am done. By George, he's
7: got
4: a future car sale. You gotta got go, go Rico. <laughs> you
0: gotta love that, right? I mean I'm
1: telling you. They're pros.
0: There's some there's some car commercials, seriously, that I will stop whatever I'm from doing. And if they're entertaining enough, which is very clever marketing, I mean, if you're gonna, it's hard to be funny, and uh, it's hard, particularly for owners—they're not owners anymore, but they used to be—to uh, uh, be funny.
2: Yeah, I love—I love to take a poll just to find out how many people enjoy those commercials. Anyway. I do. I, I, you know, and that su- Sunday morning, nine ninety-nine. I love that one too. <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, we mystery shopped uh, the newer ego, uh, Christ Lady uh, Dodge Jeep, last October, just a month after the handover. I'm hearing a very loud thing in my headphones, and I'm not sure I guess we're okay. I can't. hope everybody can hear me okay. Uh, it was just different before we played the clip, so I think we're probably okay. Uh, Agent Lightning um, investigation revealed a fairly boring and unremarkable sales process of the past uh, uh shop we did of course there was a two thousand dollar addendum and a bunch of dealer fees but the salesperson and manager were straightforward and helpful and we gave a, uh, the previous shop we gave a rigo chrysler d job on uh, dodge a c plus and that's a little about better than average and just the stuff we mentioned addendums and the common stuff remember we grade on the curve our dealers. we don't condone their behavior but we if we didn't grade on the curb, everybody would fail, and there'd be no place in Florida mm-hmm. to buy a car. So we can't do that. Uh, now that nearly a year's passed, we're pretty sure Morgan's Arrigo has had the needed time to settle into their groove. So uh, the Morgan Auto Group has got a lot of dealerships, and so I'll give you a little heads up. Uh, it's hard to watch a whole bunch of dealerships, and when the cats away, the mice will play, and they'll uh, you know they'll chew through the wires and I'm like, We called up Agent Lightning uh, For her encore And here's the report I'm speaking as if I were A female shopper Agent Lightning I arrived in the evening around 6 o'clock I entered the showroom and was greeted by a woman Seated at the front desk She asked how she could help me And I told her I was interested in a new 2021 Dodge Ram I'd seen it online The woman looked puzzled (laughs) And said She needed to check to see if they carry those. I mean, obviously, first day on the job. She turned her attention to another woman standing nearby. Melissa, do we carry Dodge Rams at this location? She asked. Melissa laughed and said, they carry Dodge Rams. They had a bunch of them uh, in stock right now. She walked over to me, she's a salesperson obviously, introduced herself. I showed her the online listing for their truck. The MSRP was $46,075. And the Arrigo price was 39989 Ooh, what a deal. What a deal. Now, uh, here we are in the pandemic, uh, high demand, low supply, microchip shortage, cars are, are selling two thirds or more over sticker. And Arrigo's online price is $39,989, which is is uh six thousand uh, yeah over about six thousand dollars less. That's a hell of a deal.
2: Yeah.
0: And Melissa wrote down the stock number and then she she'd go check and see if it was available. And I'm thinking ah, dun, probably dun, ain't gonna dun. be here, but she asked me to wait and walked off. She was back in three minutes with the keys and said it was my lucky day. <sighs> oh yeah. Melissa asked me to follow her to the desk where she could get some information, you know, the stick. We sat down, went through the ritual when she finished, Melissa asked for my driver's license, I handed it over, and then she asked if I was planning to finance my truck. I said I intended to pick cash, but I'd entertain financing if there were some compelling incentives. We went outside, Melissa had a hard time finding the vehicle. She uh, tried pushing the panning button on the key fob, very clever, no avail. Even though it was late in the day, the sun and the heat were brutal, so Melissa suggested I wait in the shade while she searched. And this is not uncommon. Car dealers do this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be embarrassing. But it
1: happens. It's a hard job. You know. it,
0: it is. I waited only a few minutes before Melissa drove up to the truck honking joyfully. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same truck I'd found online, same VIN. She checked that, uh, same MSRP. And this is very important, folks. Always, always shop and compare apples and apples. Same MSRP of the same VIN. Perfect. Or you can't do the same vent, but same as MSRP when you're shopping competitive dealers. There was also an addendum, of course, next to the Monroni label, aka Phony Monroni, same Arrigo Advantage package as in the, in the last. And boy, do they have a bunch of stuff on there. If we have time later, I'll read you all the junk. It's totally worthless. 1995 can I say $2,000 yeah, worth of yeah. junk. Melissa popped the hood, we looked uh, at the engine. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why she did that. That's a monolith, right? She described all the technical uh, specs to me perfectly while we looked at the monolith. She opened all the doors and continued to go over all the features. Melissa handed me the key. We took it on a test drive. I asked her why I should choose the Dodge Ram over its competitors. Melissa gave me a very diplomatic and I thought honest answer. She said she did not believe in bashing the competition. Refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or overhyping her brand. Also refreshing. She told me that all the trucks in Ram's class were very good. Each had the advantages and disadvantages. That's honest, scary, honest,
1: right? I, took I, I a, like Melissa.
0: I like, yeah. I took a U turn, headed back down Okeechobee to dealership. If you're new, that's a strange sounding name in South Florida, Palm Beach County. Okeechobee, Indian name and uh went back to the dealership back at the desk melissa asked if i was ready to move forward i said i was but cautioned that i would not allow my credit to be run because it was i was learning to uh, pay cash i was planning to pay cash she told me that she was fine and assured me she would advocate for me and make the process easy melissa went uh, to get the numbers prices she was back in eight minutes with a worksheet i love the way Agent Lightning times everything.
1: <laughs>
0: top, le- uh, top line labeled a market value selling price was MSRP $46,075. There was a $1,186 discount and then a $3,500 rebate. This made the adjusted group price $41,389. Then came, here we go, here comes the funny business, folks, $1,995 Arrigo Advantage. <laughs> <laughs> And even though Arrigo doesn't own the place, it's still called the Arrigo Advantage. A $998 dock fee, that's dealer fee, hidden fee. $380.50 in taxable fees, also a hidden fee, um, dealer fee. My real price was $46,766, and that's $691 over MSRP, but the advertised price was $6,000 under MSRP. I hope Larry Morgan and his son are listening. See, it's illegal to advertise a price below what you'll sell the car for. Uh, this was a far cry from the online or price of $39,989. Uh, but everybody does it. But the law doesn't recognize that just because everybody does it. Uh, it's just because the law is is uh, not doing the job enforcing the law. I told Mm -hmm. Melissa I do not want the Arrigo Advantage Package and said the price they had online was much less. She replied that the price included rebates I didn't qualify for, and that's not right or legal either. And this really made me mad when she said this, a first responders rebate? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really below the belt. Pandemic, crisis, first responders. How many people come in the door of first responders? Are you a fireman? Are you a policeman? Uh, that's just not right. I protested that I did not see anything about that in the listing and, and there wasn't. Even in the fine print, uh, Melissa asked for a moment to confer with her manager, left the desk. She's back quickly and told me her manager wanted to make sure I understood that I was already getting $3,500 in rebate. Yeah, for, if I'm a fireman. Uh, and, and he had no more room to go on the price. I stood up, thanked Melissa for her time, and I said that nobody was giving me anything. I told her this was all bait and switch. Melissa pled with me to stay so I could meet her sales manager. I said no, and I left. As I was approaching my car. Here it comes. Here it comes. (laughs) Melissa ran out to say that her manager Agreed to take off another two thousand dollars if I signed. in tonight, I kept walking. I laughed, and I got into my car.
1: Hmm.
0: How sweet it is!
1: They tried. The, they called that the parking lot save.
0: The parking lot save. And the oh. manager was too damn lazy to run out himself. Hmm. He said, "Melissa,
4: hey, run out and get her."
1: Hey, tell her. Tell her if she comes back in, yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. off.
4: I would love to see the look on Melissa's face when Agent Lightning just laughed and kept walking. Yeah. 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 I imagine but, it was a very but, evil laugh. Like it, uh, it a like Mr. Be pretty Bruce. Heartbroken, you know? Yeah.
0: You know, if you were early, listening early on the show, Marty, or negotiator, he probably does that a lot. You know, I mean, if you really want to play the game, you got to get the very best price after you hammer, negotiate. Then get you up. get up and say, I'm out of here. And they'll actually, the parking lot closed. They'll come run out, knock another couple thousand dollars off. If you want to play that game. you got to get do down it, and dirty. you got to be like Marty. And Marty knows how to do it.
1: Wear mm-hmm. your running shoes.
0: Exactly. There you go. Okay, it's voting time on Arigo Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and were they West Palm Beach?
1: I believe so, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, they have a couple of locations. This was the West Palm location.
0: West Palm Beach. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, the, you can vote online. You can vote uh, anywhere you want to. You can uh, text us, and let I let's got go.
1: a Jonathan Wellington. I'll give the dealership a C, minus, but rebates and the dock fee and Arigo stuff was still a scam. So he's still keeping them in the passing column.
10: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And we got Mark. Lots of BS. Grade D minus.
4: D minus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so far I've got Guy with a C, and Tom Sickle F, I don't have any other grades in stock. <laughs> <laughs> I love the internet. I love my YouTube page. You know, the,
0: the, toward the end of the shopping report, and if you've already voted, you can vote again if you want to. Maybe you didn't hear this. I mean, the thing that really got me, and surprised me and disappointed me a little bit in uh, Larry Morgan. Um, group And uh, trust me, Larry Morgan and son are, are strictly honest mm-hmm. people. I mean, they're really good people. you got too many dealerships, guys, and you've you got the wrong people in the wrong places. But when you advertise a car today with a first responder's rebate that you don't disclose, uh, that's hitting below the belt. Yep. And that really lowered you in my estimate and the way I would vote. But Nancy, what do your voters look uh,
2: like? I give the Arrigo boys uh, A. I love their costumes and... Uh, you know, how they deceive everyone and get you in the door. And uh, I wonder how many people know that Larry Morgan came along and purchased uh, the dealership. Anyway, um, they built a brand. So I give them a D minus. D minus.
1: Okay. I'm with Nancy there. Uh, I'm going to give them a D. Um, I want the salesperson seemed to be a real pro, know her
4: stuff, but she's working in a, in a D minus environment there. And we've got That's more coming in with Donovan with an F was pretty bad the ag really needs to start to put pressure on these dealers for advertised price ernesto with a c mark ryan with an f andrew Kimberland with a d uh let's see mark smith with a c kirk Farrell f let's see here karen with a what a waste of time for everyone i give them an f rico d minus for don't believe the ads <laughs> and I'm gonna agree with that D. Uh, keep him on the passing just barely, but the you know the, the, those extra rebate you don't get and uh, too many yeah. games old
1: school. Bob here gives Each, them an F. Yeah. So that's I think we're seeing a, we're averaging around a D. It sounds like. Yeah.
2: I I really liked the way um, Melissa you know um, really respected. Uh, ancient uh, lightning and popping the hood and Mm -hmm. and all of that but i i think that melissa needs to move on to where she could really put her you know techniques to to work
0: well i i I don't blame melissa i blame well she's uh, following
2: the instructions and the rule of the uh boys yeah well not erigo well that's how they did business and now it's larry morgan and shouldn't be you know going on so
1: to your point uh um, the Morgan Group
2: has 46 dealerships. That's yeah. that's sp- spread pretty thin.
0: 46? 46. 46. That's huge. Well, that's yeah. huge. I, I uh, you know, Larry Morgan was in the tire business, and he sold his tire business and bought one store in Tampa, and that's when I knew him, the board of directors. Now he's up to 40, 46 stores. So, mm-hmm. you're, uh, Larry, you're growing too fast. Yeah. You need to pull the Slow controls in a little bit.
2: What about Warren Buffett? How many does he have?
1: Oh, geez. not
0: that many i don't think so he bought the van nuys group okay we got to go okay i'm gonna, you gotta I'm gonna vote. make it a d uh, i'm gonna give it a, a, i'm giving you a break because i like larry morgan and i know he knows that didn't happen i will actually contact him and tell him about this and send him a copy of the report i'm gonna give you a d next time i'm gonna fail you if you don't fix this
1: mm-hmm. we're yeah. coming for
2: you yeah and we have a couple minutes do you have something profound to share with the audience
0: well, the only thing I was going to say earlier on the show, I didn't have time. If I have time, uh, I believe that uh, all CEOs should be held personally responsible mm. for the bad things they do. I think you need to take away the corporate shield against things like this. I think you need to t- make people realize that you can't use deniability as an excuse to get off the hook. Let me tell you something. If you're personally responsible for something, you're very careful about what you do. I know, for example, if I have something in my service department that's unsafe and I have somebody gets hurt seriously and I get sued and I'm found guilty uh, for punitive damages, I can lose everything I have. I can't use the corporate shield. I can't use deniability. Take away all those excuses that corporations and CEOs have. And if Larry Morgan were held personally responsible for the acts of the people in his 48... 46 corporations he would probably be more careful
2: yeah definitely first mm-hmm. responders boo-hoo okay ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us this morning we definitely enjoy your company we'll be right back here next week uh, same time 8 a.m have a wonderful weekend <laughs>